I've bent white ash, black walnut, and cherry. All of those been real nice. Bill Collar talks as he works in his small shop, kept warm this cool morning by the wood steamer. He works quickly, pulling the strips of white ash out of the steamer. He bends the strips into teardrop shapes as he's done thousands of times to form the frame of a fishing net. In seconds, he clamps the ash strip in place on a decades-old form. He then puts it aside to cool and moves to the next strip. And so when the handles go in, you know, they sit like that for you know, a few hours. And then from there, then they go into uh, the cleanup process. So it gets sanded down, everything gets sanded, gets rounded over. A groove gets put in and gets ready for first coat. The result is a fine piece of woodworking, often with walnut or cherry inlays in the handle. They are beautiful, but they are also meant to be used. He sells the nets online and to dealers across the country. Although he has scaled back production lately, this has been the primary source of income for the past 20 years. The most I sold in a year was a thousand. And over the years, I've probably averaged selling about 500. He learned the business from craftsman Neil Sandwich, who lived down the road a few miles. So I got the net business from Neil. And we were fishing buddies. Um, and uh, he, he started making nets after he retired from contracting. Uh, one of those guys that, you know, if he was in a shop by five, he was late. Before Sandwich passed away, he taught Bill Hall to make nets. He also gave him the bending forms. For Neil, this is some of his original forms. And so these forms have been in use for maybe close to uh, 30 years anyways. So it's kind of kind of fun to, you know, when I do this, to think about him a little bit. Once Colner took over the net-making business, Sandvidge would stop over frequently to check on his work and chat. That often led to a game of cribbage. No, he was just... He was just a, a neat old guy. Sandwich made four types of nets, but Bill expanded that to 18 different styles that include not just trout fishing nets, but nets for use on boats or for much larger fish. Net making has been their primary source of income since they closed their kayaking and canoeing school and shop, which Bill and his wife operated for 20 years. When the shop closed in 2000, Donna focused on her passion, fiber arts instruction. Since the pandemic, in-person workshops have not been possible, so she turned to selling her own creations that she makes from hand-spun wool. Today she cleans some recently acquired wool. I went to the farm and I picked out the fleeces, and this particular farmer is breeding for uh, lambs, market mm. lambs. So their fleece is not their primary product. After the wool is hand-cleaned, Donna colors it with dyes she makes herself. From my own harvest, create the blues and greens. Um, you know, we're so lucky. The, the whole palette is just out the door. We yeah. have the color of the, the woods and the colors of the water and the colors of the sky yeah. and the soil and everything else. But what I really like is that the colors really fit in this landscape. Once dyed, Donna turns the wool into yarn using technology that goes back hundreds of years. The first step is the drum carter, which disorganizes and then aligns the wool fiber. 
After spinning the wool into yarn, Donna then turns it into a variety of items using a technique she calls looping. It, it, it creates a really strong uh, structure, cannot unravel. According to Donna, looping is an ancient but effective technique that predates knitting and crocheting. She makes a variety of hats, mittens, and other products and then sells them in her online Etsy shop. Her newest creation is a wool jar cozy. This is how we make our yogurt. It's just an insulating sheath that, that, that fits over a mason jar. You can make a never-ending yogurt. You, know, you just stay, save your starter from one time to the next. The insulating properties of the wool just make it a little more consistent. Besides selling her own items, she has also been able to sell some of Bill's nets and other woodworking products online. Despite the pandemic, this crafty couple has found a way to survive and thrive by producing and selling handmade products. For more information about the Colliner's creations, you can visit WXPR.org. In Lang Lake County, this is Jim Skibo for WXPR News.